Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. I'm Frank Sherwin, zoologist and research associate with the Institute for Creation Research. Join me for today's show of Science, Scripture, and Salvation. We read in Psalm 19, Yea, then much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. In the Bible, honey is often used symbolically for whatever is pleasant and delectable. So what better way to introduce a truly amazing insect in God's creation? Next to the fruit fly, the most popular insect of the creation scientist could very well be the European honeybee. In fact, there are 20,000 known species of bees. Much has been written and filmed of this insect's incredible ability to make perfectly formed combs containing hexagonal cells for maximum utilization of space and heat transfer. These hexagons are very orderly and regular, maximizing space and minimizing wax for a specified purpose, that of creating space for honey storage and the raising of the young. Bees are unique in that they are designed by God as pollination agents with physical designs and behavior that specifically enhance pollination. Indeed, bees are the most efficient pollinating insects and can fly as far as five miles from the hive in search for food. Sadly, evolutionists do not ascribe this to the Creator, but to a lame process that they call co-evolution. In other words, flowers and bees supposedly co-evolve together. But this is hardly a scientific explanation. Non-evolutionists would say, for example, that bees were created with long tongues to extract nectar from flowers and also have design structures known as scopal hairs and pollen baskets to collect and to carry pollen. The worker honeybee's ability to convey the location of a food source to fellow workers by way of a sophisticated waggle dance is, of course, legendary. A scientist discovered this unique form of communication back in 1953. 21st century research now has revealed that bee vision is more complex than anyone thought. According to science, arthropods have always been complex, and they've always been arthropods. One of the first arthropods found in the fossil record is the amazing trilobite, common in Cambrian and Ordovician sediments. Many of these creatures are so well-preserved that a detailed analysis of the eyes has been possible. So, from the beginning, arthropod vision, including bees, has been extremely complicated, a fact not clarified by Darwinism. Indeed, even explaining how the arthropod head supposedly evolved is an acrimonious field, according to secular zoologists. The composition of the arthropod head is one of the bitterest and longest-running problems in animal evolution. Unresolved for more than a century of debate, this sorry tale is infamously known as the endless dispute. The bee head never evolved in the first place, however. It was created. 
Foraging insects like bees have to learn to deal with a complex array of sensory, landscape, and chemical cues while they search for pollen. As they fly, they must stabilize their flight in windy conditions by extending their hind legs. Even though this costs 30% more energy and produces more drag, it provides stabilization against turbulence by increasing the bee's moment of inertia, specifically their resistance to being flipped over. Well, who taught the bees about the physics and aerodynamics of this process? <laughs> who indeed? It was the one who created them. An amazing discovery has recently been made that adds yet another layer of complexity to the incredible honeybee. Heater bees have been discovered that generate heat by way of the vibration of their abdomens, or they can actually decouple their wings from their flight muscles, allowing them to use these muscles to contract vigorously without using their wings. Such muscle movement can heat their bodies up to 111 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 16 degrees higher than their normal body heat. These heater bees can directly regulate temperature in individual comb cells by standing and pressing their thorax against the cell. In some plants, such as sunflowers, they can only be visible when viewed in ultraviolet light. Flowers that bees characteristically visit are often yellow or blue, and the nectar guides of these flowers are visible to bees, but not to humans. The ultraviolet image of the nectar guides generates three rings of color to guide the bees. These nectar guides, or floral guides, are patterns seen in some species of flowers, guiding pollinators to their rewards. Sweet rewards commonly take the form of nectar, pollen, or both. Let's take a short break. I'll continue on this topic when we come back. Dinosaurs are fascinating creatures. Seeing their fossils inspires a sense of awe and wonder that sparks the imagination. We're learning more about them all the time, but many questions still remain. Are dinosaurs really millions of years old? Did they live at the same time as humans? How do they fit with the Bible? And why are they extinct today? The Institute for Creation Research addresses these questions and more in their full-color and easy-to-read book, Guide to Dinosaurs. Guide to Dinosaurs delves into the history of dinosaurs, fossil discoveries, dinosaur kinds, and what the Bible has to say about these mysterious creatures. It serves as a helpful resource for parents and kids alike. Order your copy of Guide to Dinosaurs from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. It was the psalmist who said in Psalm 119, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Most of the approximately 20,000 species of bees visit flowers to get pollen, which is used to provide food in cells where bee larvae complete their development. Indeed, bees and pollen have always been bees and pollen. Scientists found a mass of orchid pollen on the back of a stingless bee preserved in an amber encasement for approximately 
15 to 20 million years ago, according to the evolutionary timescale. But the point is, there has been no change. A microbiologist in California dissected a 25 to 40 million year old Dominican stingless bee from amber. Spores of the bacteria were found inside the insect and actually grew when they were placed in the proper medium. Dr. Cano, the discoverer, took careful measures to avoid contamination. Analysis of the DNA extracted showed it was very much like the DNA found in bacteria growing in bees today. Just as the creation model predicts, bees have always been bees, and bacteria have always been bacteria. In 2006, Science Magazine announced a fossil bee in amber claimed to be 100 million years old, 35 to 45 million years older than the previous record holder. It was predominantly bee-like in its physical makeup. The amber-imprisoned insect was in remarkable condition, showing individual hairs on undamaged portions of its thorax, legs, abdomen, and head. The legs and wings are clearly visible, said the article. Such an amazing preservation for these supposed millions of years. Could it possibly be that the fossilized bee was just, well, just thousands of years old? The brain of a bee is composed of a mere 950,000 neurons, that is, nerve cells, 0.01% of the neurons of the three-pound human brain. Using this tiny bee brain and associated vision, bees have been able to solve complicated color puzzles and even recognize human faces. They do this by using their 6,300 omatidia that comprise their complex eye. It has been discovered that there's no way that such tiny brains using such little energy could arrive at navigational answers so consistently and rapidly using the same methods as man-made computers. So researchers at the University of London suggested bees must be using an unknown shortcut algorithm, which is hardly the result of evolution's time, chance, and natural processes. Researchers at the Vision Center have demonstrated that even on days when the sun doesn't shine, bees can navigate to and from honey sources by reading the pattern of polarized light in the sky and then explain it to other bees where they find it using their famous waggle dance. Bees also have been created with the ability to distinguish up to 300 separate flashes of light per second and a tribute they use as they rapidly fly over the changing landscape. Did you know that bees, which are insects, seem to have as much in common with mammals? Bees can solve complex mathematical problems that would normally keep computers busy for days, according to a report from researchers in England. A series of clever experiments by French scientists in 2013 has shown that honeybees have a skill thought unique to primates, and that is conceptual relationships. When presented with varying patterns in mazes with rewards, bees appear to understand left and right, up and down, and same and different concepts. In 2006, researchers at Hebrew University discovered a shock. Biological clock of honeybee is more similar to humans than to insects. Dr. Guy Bloch said, and I quote, 
discovering that molecular characteristics of the biological clock in bees is closer to the biological clock in mammals than that of flies was a big surprise, since previously it's been thought that there is one type of clock that is typical of insects and another typical of mammals. So the next time a busy bee buzzes by you when you're having a picnic, remember that it's designed to do and to find things that are most sophisticated machines and computers cannot do, using vision and a brain that flies in the face of undirected evolution. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.